Hello and welcome to our podcast Inside SAP S4HANA. There is no customer success without product success and project success. In our introductory podcast on tax compliance, we talked about the automation of electronic invoicing and statutory reporting with SAP document and reporting compliance. In this episode, PwC shares its first-hand experiences and lessons learned regarding SAP document and reporting compliance and illustrates opportunities the latest tax regulations provide for our customers. So if you want to know which benefits and challenges PwC experienced with SAP document and reporting compliance, how PwC assists its clients in the area of tax, what the current trends in tax compliance are and which opportunities they offer for your company, you should definitely listen to this episode. I'm your host today. My name is Katrin Deisner and I've been with SAP for almost 20 years now. I'm a product manager for SAP S4HANA for governance, risk and compliance topics. And today it's my pleasure to be accompanied by Mark Hössels, Director and Global Tax ERP Leader at PwC. So, hello and a warm welcome to you, Mark. Thank you, Catherine, and thanks for having me on this uh, podcast together today. It's a really a pleasure to have you, Mark. Now, before diving into today's topic, can you explain a bit to our listeners what your role as a global tax ERP leader at PwC involves? As mentioned, I'm the global tax ERP leader in the PwC network. So, our objective is making sure Like I always say that tax has a seat at the table in the transformational discussions in moving to S4HANA and S4HANA Cloud. So that's really the objective that we aim for to make sure that the future system is tax proof. And I think that's a challenge in today's world. So there has been a lot of changes going on in the last year with various governments have been very active with imposing new obligations and there's really a lot of volatility so before we focus on pwc's experiences with sap document and reporting compliance our listeners always like to know something a bit more personal about our speakers so what is something that we should know about you mark One anecdote I always explain, I'm born in 1972, so I became 50 years old uh, last year eh? at the same moment as SAP. So uh, actually also SAP was born in 1972. So um, that's maybe a coincidence, who will tell? Uh, for the rest, um, one of the things that I want to do, I'm based out of Brussels actually in Belgium, uh, which is a smaller economy, uh, as you do know, um, one of the The reasons that we really like is to travel uh, myself. And the good thing is bringing tax ERP on the agenda with our clients needs some traveling, right? So we have global clients operating in 40 or 50 countries. Uh, they're headquartered out of some countries. So we travel quite a lot to these countries to help what we call ERP jumpstarts, which makes it for me interesting to combine my hobby, to say it that way, making sure what are the challenges in those countries, in those cultures, in those politics. So I like to read a lot about when I go to such a country to understand what their specific, call it localization, 
techniques are because I think that's very important in order to make sure that the client can change his ERP system in the right way because you need to respect the cultures in this world. Another thing I want to say is um, one lesson I learned from my grandfather, actually, is that uh, think before you start working and he became 90 plus years old. So I think it's a good advice. We should uh, adhere to that. I try to adapt that to the new digital age a bit to say, why don't you let technology work for you? So this is one of my drivers as well is think about it. Why should you not use more technology to deal with all the tech challenges uh, going forward? So this on a personal note, Catherine, for the listeners in the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Fully agree. Curiosity and also openness for other cultures is definitely very enriching. And also for technology, you should always look at opportunities it can bring. Now, let's focus on the actual topic of this podcast, which is PwC's experiences with SAP document and reporting compliance. Regarding the solution, you, you're in a kind of double role, right? On the on the one hand, you're a customer and you're also a partner supporting other customers in the area of tech. So can you elaborate a bit on, on what kind of assistance you typically provide to your clients with regards to uh, tax compliance software? Typically, what we advise clients on is uh, help them what we call the fit gap analysis, meaning they're operational in multiple countries in multiple jurisdictions. And we know that tax authorities are very inventive in producing new type of reports that need to be submitted, new type of e-invoicing or real-time reporting. We see that nowadays kicking off very heavily. A lot of countries introducing France, Poland, uh, India introduced and so on. So it's a never stopping event now that more countries come forward with new obligations And if you think about a client that we then advise or clients that we do advise, they go operational with a new ERP system in the countries that they operate. They want to make sure what is now fit for our purpose. Is there out a compliance solution going for VAT, GST returns, withholding tax returns, real-time reporting returns? What does now fit for my purpose? And that's where we help them in the first instance in. The good thing that I always say about SAP um, document and reporting compliance that you support it in more than 60 countries that you help with the localization effort. So this is already a big thing. So if we look at rough cut uh, fit gap analysis, we see that 60, 70% of the countries and reports are covered by SAP document and reporting compliance. And you also have a future roadmap where you are in discussion even with clients to use the customer influence portal or whatever to make sure what is now top of your mind where SAP needs to develop new reports. I think this is one of the first challenges that we typically see is help clients to do this fit gap analysis. Is the solution something to consider? And in the other countries that we do operate, can we not maybe build a generic file where also SAP has the possibility that you can create what we call a tax file, yeah? a generic tax file in the functionality of SAP document and reporting compliance 
to maybe deal in the other countries that SAP does not foresee localizations, that you there have a harmonized template for which tax professionals can use the data in order to submit it in a consistent way, either to the government directly, so enhance the functionality themselves or with partner solutions, or maybe outsource the solution uh, from there. So this is typically the starting point where we help clients with is that assessment of the fit gap, saying in which countries do you operate? What do you need to do in the coming years with the future roadmap? And what is there the best breed solution to uh, to help you out in those uh, tax jurisdictions? Thanks to your role over the last years, I can imagine you have gathered really lots of experience with regard to what tax professionals at your clients expect from a tax compliance software. Do you also provide this input to SAP? And if yes, what does SAP do with it? Has it been taken into account by them? Certainly. I mentioned already the customer influence portal where you are in interaction with, with clients. But we also I also had the pleasure to work with the SAP Globalization Services team uh, based out of Waldorf to host 35 tax professionals over in a meeting in, in Waldorf, the headquarter of SAP, to have an open discussion from what is now their top of mind, what is their user expectation, because a software is built for a user, right? So they want to make sure what is the software able to do I think it's fair to say that we helped SAP to prove that while in the past the solution was only making the return in a certain format, an XML or whatever, but we see that tax professionals expected more. And there we have, I think, co-helped SAP with input from tax professionals, some additional features. For example, if you see a box of a return, what is the transactions that are in this box of the return. Uh, they want to do drill down. I think that's one of the strengths also of SAP document and reporting compliance, that you can drill down to the document number in order to see what is that invoice now about, uh, that you can view that. On top of it, we have also built some tax controls. A lot of countries impose a tax control framework that you have some tax controls to say, okay, what are now my top 20 suppliers or customers? which are postings without a tax code and alike controls that you can fix them for all the countries that you operate in. And I think this gives a lot of trust that at least before submitting the return, you do some type of controls in all the countries that you do operate. So this gives also a future-proof tax compliant uh, environment. And then lastly, uh, what we typically see, and this comes more also maybe with the ESG reporting and so on, um, is dashboards. Uh, clients want to see what is my VAT under management? What are my open tax positions? Tax people need to disclose that to their treasury department, for example, how much VAT is open, when can I expect the repayment and so on, or is it blocked and what's the reason why? So they can follow up this more. Secondly, what we also see more and more is with the real-time reporting and so on, which is ongoing, you need to be able to have these documents now be submitted to the tax authorities. Therefore, SAP also provides in its dashboards now a, a functionality with traffic slides to say it's green, this document is submitted to the authorities, has been approved, and so on and so forth, which gives also a good control in 
a dashboard overview. And I think having said that, this is something that we had the pleasure to build these controls, dashboards, and how that users can see how the tax returns are produced and populated. And this gives a lot of trust to a compliance solution. Sounds like this is a really long-lasting and also fruitful cooperation between PwC and SAP for the benefit of our tax compliance offering. So thanks for illustrating, Mark. Now, looking at the benefits, I would now like to talk about challenges that you have faced with SAP document and reporting compliance. Can you tell us a bit about your experiences there? When we have done these fit gap exercises in the world, we see two types of obligations for reporting. You have one making a return, yeah, is the VAT return, a withholding tax return or what alike. Yeah? That's one obligation that we typically see. Some other countries come additionally or as an or solution that you need to do real-time reporting. Yeah? So that you need to, for example, submit your invoices not anymore to the clients, but maybe more to the government portal in order to make sure that you have that you are compliant in these jurisdictions that you operate in. In the past, SAP had there two different solutions. And we said in explaining to clients what is you need in the past, clients were puzzled. Yeah? And we had a discussion with SAP as well from a commercial point of view that Sometimes they needed what is called in the past SAP Advanced Compliance Reporting, dealing with the regular VAT returns and so on. In some countries, they needed and or a real-time reporting solution called SAP Document Compliance. Now, a smart move of SAP was to merge this commercially into one solution or one commercial offering to the client called SAP Document and Reporting Compliance. So if you know purchase the license, I think it's fair to say that you have the both solutions out there. So I think this is a great improvement in, in the go-to-market of SAP, helping also a lot of clients to say, we have a one-size-fit-all solution, uh, dealing with the two elements of it. I think that is very important. What I need to say from a technical setup, it are two different setups because the one is real-time reporting You need to communicate with the government portal, which is from time to time a bit challenge to set it up. But I think what's fair to say from a commercial point of view, if you consider SAP document and reporting compliance, you can deal with the two types of obligations, returns and real-time reporting in one commercial solution. From a setup perspective, it are a little bit too animals to set up, but at least you have the licenses And there is an overlaying coming of more dashboards which show you your VAT under management. So I think this is also a great innovation going forward. Thanks for your openness, Mark. Now let's come to another question, which I'm sure many of our listeners will be interested in. Based on your experience, which advice would you give to clients when, let's say, not all countries can be supported by SAP from a tax perspective? What would you say? It's a pity. There are many, many countries in the world, and like I said, there are many obligations that are out there. I think the most important thing from a, what we call tax ROI, return on investment uh, overview assessment, is do that fit gap. Assess how many companies that countries do you operate, and how much is already covered by the current 
or the future roadmap of SAP. I think that's the first step to take. For the other reports which are missing because SAP does not provide localization support, partners have built, and we as well, some add-on solutions in the SAP document reporting compliance framework that we have built our own reports that clients can use and utilize in order to deal with it. So that's the second option that they have. The third option that they have is really the balancing of, like we said already earlier, should you automate everything? Because suppose that you have in a country a small office for which you need to do your VAT compliance, is it worthwhile to automate that end-to-end? There are still options out there to maybe outsource your VAT compliance, maybe starting from a generic tax file that we already mentioned that you can build an SAP document and reporting compliance, that you have a harmonized data set that you can say in all countries, we can provide this data set out of SAP document reporting compliance to the governments. So you can still apply these controls on them before you submit them. And then from there on, a compliance outsourcer can take this data set in order to deal with the obligation reportings in those countries. So it's a balancing of automate everything comes also with a cost, not only once, but you also need to maintain it. So this is something where we help clients to assess, is it really necessary to do it? We always advise in the countries that you have a big footprint, there, I think you should automate it end-to-end. In the smaller countries or countries where we have smaller footprint, it maybe does not make sense to automate it to the full 100% and then use the functionality to have your embedded controls in there, make from there a kind of a tax file, which is your harmonized data set so that you can submit that to an outsourcer or to uh, anyone else who can help you with dealing with these returns. Absolutely agree. There are always two sides of the coin. When looking at the latest tax regulations, what from your perspective is most important in relation to tax compliance? The trend that we see the most next to, I think, eh, the Pillar 2 or BEPS 2.0 discussion, which is an other discussion on which we need to have another podcast, maybe. Um, that's an emerging trend as well, which goes also very rapidly is that we see that governments are really willing to close the tax gap. Yeah? And there have multiple studies been done in order to assess how this can be achieved. And one of the possibilities is more real-time reporting or e-invoicing and make that mandatory. I think in the EU, the VAT and digital age has been announced. So coming into place for all cross-border transactions that you need to report that in a certain way. And we see that more and more countries come up with a kind of either a real-time reporting and or a kind of standard audit file for tax, which is really a very detailed tax report that you need to submit in those countries to the government. So I think what we see typically in doing these assessments that nowadays in 30% of the countries that companies do business, they're impacted by a type of e-invoicing or real-time reporting. But if you look at that in 25, it will be most likely 50% of the countries that you do operate in. So this will be a challenge. And we all know that tax authorities are very fast in 
producing a new law in order to close the budget gap. But to get such a system into the air, it takes a little bit more time. And what we typically also see, and this is also something to take in mind, is that the data detail that they ask is quite often not available by the clients. So there's something typically to make sure that you have a good detailed data set from which you can start because governments are also looking at each other and copying from other governments what has been done to make sure that you have enough data details to deal with these compliance obligations. Do you see any opportunities for clients if you look at these trends? Yeah, typically what we discuss is, um, yeah, why don't you make the challenges as an opportunity? So um, in Europe, the PEPL standard has been introduced. I also see Australia is picking that up and other countries are looking into it. In the past, the e-invoicing report or data set that needed to be provided was very difficult to assess because every country has its own format. Certain moment in time, the PEPL standard is now no more emerging uh, and coming forward. So clients are used or obliged in some countries to produce an e-invoice in a PEPL format. Now, what we typically discuss with clients is why don't you try, and it's a try, it's really a convincing change management that you need to do maybe, ask your suppliers to also submit to you the invoice in a kind of a PEPL format. Because if you can do it outbound, you can also inbound, directly post it into your S4HANA system. Is it private cloud or public cloud? That all depends. But I think this is an opportunity that businesses or certain industries should think about should we not help impose this for example PEPL standard in our industry to make sure that we have a harmonized invoice format which by the way can also help with ESG reporting of which CBAM is one of the, the new things on the block the carbon exchange uh, stuff so I think this is very important that companies and federations of certain industries try to think together, should we not come with a common standard which can be used for our outbound and inbound invoicing, which helps and safeguards that you don't need to type over invoices anymore, but use the electronic format to directly post that into your accounting system. And I think this is one of the game changers that hopefully in the coming years will be starting. So to sum it up, many opportunities related to tax compliance for companies currently. When you think about all the projects that you've done in the past, what would you say are your most important lessons learned? The most important lesson learned that I always say to my clients, that tax should not only be in the record to report cycle. So at the last mile of the reporting, the tax people need to find allies in their organization, be it with procurement, with sales, with finance, to explain them why they need the granularity of data, because tax is not driving this. Tax needs to operate it and run it. But the most important thing is that if we explain something as tax people, tend to explain it a little bit 
too technical from a tax point of view in a softie and an e-invoice and so on and so forth that IT, finance, procurement, sales, HR does not understand. But if we can cut it in pieces and say, these are the data elements that we expect from your stream is a far easier communication that you can do, which also improves many adoption. And typically that I always say, try to find allies in your organization because most likely they also need to have that data for other reporting purposes. And with two, you're stronger than alone. Absolutely true. So I guess this is definitely food for thought for all companies who are looking for more automation and tax compliance. Thanks a lot for your insights, Mark. Much appreciated. Dear listeners, we hope you enjoyed the podcast on PwC's experiences with SAP document and reporting compliance. Thanks a lot, Mark, for the open discussion. It was really a pleasure to have you. Likewise. And if people have questions, please reach out. We're happy to demo and explain in more detail how we can help out there. Perfect. Thank you, Mark. So goodbye, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Stay safe and don't miss the next episode of Inside SAP S4HANA. <laughs>